0: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back thanks for uh tuning in again this week uh to all in or all out uh this week super excited got a special guest uh miss red you've heard me talk about her a time or two uh on my podcast but this week uh we're going to uh, speak with her and uh, just let her have the mic pretty much. Go ahead, Miss Red. Thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, this is such an honor to be in the presence of my bro, Kevin. I am so grateful for his podcast each and every week. It brings just revelation, wisdom, tears, burning my eyes with my cheek makeup. I'm just so thankful for what
0: he's doing. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. All right, so we'll just go ahead and dive right in because uh, we both like to talk. So we'll see how long. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're not here all day. Uh, but just just briefly, in a few, you know, uh, your story, kind of kind of what you've been through, where you're at, Okay. Real quick. Well, um, 2016,
1: I walked through a divorce and the loss of my father, and that was the moment that I was faced with. Okay, are you going to turn to the world or are you going to grab onto God's garment? And that's what I did. And to say that doesn't mean that it just became easy. And so during all of that, I've just been able to grow, learn, and it doesn't stop. I have just really wanted, I have a thirst for God more now. So after I healed, I started wanting to know who I was. And so, being a single mom of four, one girl, three boys, um, single woman, out on the dating scene, um, it's just, you never stop needing Jesus. So, that's who Miss Red is, in a quick nutshell.
0: Wow, that was fascinating, I thought. <laughs> um, did you say three boys, okay, three boys, one girl. Mm-hmm. All right, I've heard the opposite, but like I said, I can't hear right now. That's so, right. <laughs> that could be on me. So, um, So, the turning point for you, you would say... Was that year of going through a divorce and and losing your dad. Yes. Uh, Speak to that a little bit.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, When you're grieving, you're numb. Everyone grieves differently. But it's still a process and a cycle that you have to go through. And it's stages, anger, why, questions. Um, You just feel complete numb for a while. And while I'm going through that, he was stepping out on me. And um, my initial thought, once that was revealed to me, was like, who can do something like that that you actually said your vows to, you've been with for the last nine years, that's been your person. Um, They're supposed to be here right now for me, especially in a critical time like this. To lose a parent is different. You actually feel when they leave. And so I did not understand, but I, I'm so grateful, and it's not cliche, when you're in a situation where your mind is literally seeing one thing, but God got a bigger plan, he intervenes. And it was in that moment that I knew that it wasn't my own will and strength in that time because I wanted to go after him. (laughs) I wanted to become the incredible (laughs) hope, real quick. But that's when I realized, although my earthly father has left, my heavenly father still haven't stepped down from the throne. He immediately was in his position and was right there. So why would I walk away?
0: Exactly. Um, so was there, well, you mentioned in there, you know, uh, so I recently lost my dad also uh, back in January, eight months ago. Um, and, and you're right. It, it is a different kind of loss, um, losing a parent. Um, But you mentioned a question like you went through the grieving process and everything and mentioned why. And I I think for us, especially as Christians, when we ask that question why we're really we're asking God like why did that happen to us but in reality I I I think and you correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that we're really questioning God. Yes. Why you would do that and and put us through that. Um, and, and I notice that in a lot of our circumstances that we'll question God, why do we do that? But what I've noticed is when things are going good, times are good, that everything's flowing like it's supposed to, we kind of forget that, yes. that That God, you know, we don't say, well, why did this good stuff happen to me? God, <laughs> right. what? You know, it's when we start uh, putting him on trial uh, when things go bad. Oh. Um, so I'll, let me, and also, so after this uh, in 2015, uh, was there anything, so any kind of battle that you faced as far as staying, like clinging to God and, and venturing into the world? Is there any kind of struggle that come out of that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, just being with someone for that long, you immediately wanted to fill that void with something. And I mean, just being misread, Red, amazing. <laughs> you know, lips popping, red glasses. I'm bringing the boys into the yard like a milkshake for real. And literally, it became a habit for me. And um, I wasn't realizing the door, what I was allowing to come through the door. And the habit that it was forming that turned into an addiction
0: for me. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I I like what you said. You didn't realize you you, uh, letting it into the door. Because I I think a lot of times, I, I know... Uh, for like me and with my addiction of drugs and stuff and relapses, I noticed that, um, a lot of time I've already mentally relapsed before Mm -hmm. I physically relapsed. Like you said, I've let some things into my life or opened the door to some things, um, that, that, uh, you know, that led me down the wrong path. You know, once I cracked that door, it's there and, and gives you easy access, I guess, back to it. Yes. Um, what, uh, as far as, ba- um, what did you do to, to battle that addiction? Um, to start
1: getting to where I was in a safe place and pulling myself out of it. Um, well, when you first start, um, and just being honest, you know you won't out, but you don't immediately go cold turkey. You don't immediately just cut off, because once you become um, comfortable to something, it becomes a part of your daily lifestyle. So although I was going to church, going and having people pray for me, was I starting to cut off the cords that was still attached to me? Was I um, putting myself around things that I, that, that I needed more than what was making me feel comfortable in that loneliness at night? So I started um, becoming more hungry for that because um, during that time, and prayer is real, I started realizing who I was when I started looking in the mirror. I was like, I want more. I want people to identify me more. And um, it takes you back to the first trauma that you went to, you know, when God pulled you out. So he can do this too.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So are there any kind of routines or procedures that you have in place to help you with that? What do you do?
1: Yes, um, it is so important. And I've heard you talk about this on your podcast. That is just so, it's such a guide. you got to watch who you sit around. Because when I said become comfortable, a lot of times you have people that will yes you because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But they're walking you more into hell than they walking you into a safer place. And that's because they haven't identified themselves. They got things, they're hiding. They're just living through your junk. And you're the one that's wallowing still. So you got to be bold enough to tell people, I love you, but I got to walk off. And they're going to get mad. They're going to think you're acting funny. But I've learned to walk with Jesus, to, to do the better thing, you're going to be made fun of. So get ready. And I was looking for a peace of mind. So watch your friends, cut off the conversations, um, and become wise. You got to start asking yourself first, what is this going to do for me? And if, and if I walk myself in this, is this where I'll continue want to be? So.
0: I like that. And yeah, the man, there's so many things that come to my mind when you talk about friends of, you know, you are who you associate with, you know, I listened to a podcast yesterday when I was riding around and, um. They said, you know, show me your your five friends, your closest five friends Mm -hmm. and I'll show you your future. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that's a a crucial part of really any situation you find yourself in or whatever addiction or or whatever, you know, you are going to conform to your surroundings. Because I've talked about it before, it's easier to be pulled down than it is to be pulled up. If I stand up in this chair, you're gonna yank me out a lot faster than I can pull you up. And uh and size and broke arms have nothing to do with it. Right. Uh, so, uh, Yes, yes. So um so yeah, so what about support groups? Tell me your thoughts on support group. Do you have any mentors, sponsors in your life? What does that look like?
1: Yes, um, I have a bestie um, that God blessed with me before my storm came. Now, that's one thing that is so important. Watch you guys start positioning in your life. But the only way you're going to be able to identify them is by their fruit. They don't have to talk about it. They're going to show you an action. And Mache was one of those women who... She has, such, she has such a calm spirit. I am this raging storm that is just me. She come in and she didn't conform to me. She walked with me. Who else walks with us? Peace, love, caring, no matter what. And then I got a mentor who's known me ever since I was in my high school days. Her name is Toya. And I'm able to completely just be undressed with her. And then I have two other close friends who are just, you know, you have to have the ones that are just say, okay, what? Say that again, think about that. And that's Carl and Adrian. So you have your knit, and you got to have somebody that that love you past your feelings. Like and, and It's so
0: important. I like that. Love you past your feelings. That's pretty good. And you said you identify them by their fruit. And I mean, you're right. I mean, if, if somebody's not bearing fruit or you don't see that in them, right. I mean, you're not going to attract to something you don't want. Right. So you're going to attract to something that you want in your life. Yes. And, um, and, and I, I think that's crucial. We talked about, you know, the, the surrounding of your friends. And, you know, if they're true friends, mm-hmm. like you said, they're going to walk with you mm-hmm. whether you're wrong or right. Mm-hmm. And they hopefully they call you out on when you're wrong. Yes. And But, you know, they're going to walk with you through it no matter what wrong or right. yes
1: and they respond in love yes because that's how Jesus responds I don't care how many times you fall you get right back up and you're more beaten up on yourself and (laughs) Jesus is like come here come here you know and that's the friends you need
0: yep you're exactly right it's uh Yes, that's what I talk about, I think, in the um, finding a support group or mentor, man. You don't want to find somebody to co-sign your BS. Yes. <laughs> that's my favorite saying. I love saying that. I drop it anytime I can. Um, but, uh, so cool. So, uh, to the listeners, what, what advice, um, when you're going through a struggle, going through, uh, you know, the addiction to what you were going through, like what 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 would you tell them? if you give me any advice what What would it be
1: identify and be honest and then be honest with your people don't try to sugarcoat it don't try to make excuses you land and sleeping around you are attaching soul demons and not only do soul demons come through sexual activity come through your friends as well so stop trying to sugarcoat and hide um you got to be honest and transparent but you've got to be honest and transparent to those who literally will walk with you and not behind you, not in front of you, and definitely not walking underneath you because then you're still in control. You need somebody to walk beside you, yank yep. you back in position. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I like that. The honesty and transparency, um, man, that's uh, I, there's so many levels that you could go with that to talk about just how important that is in a relationship whether it's a business relationship yes. whether it's a family relationship a friend relate. I mean any relationship to have that honesty and transparency because if you're not if you can't be honest and transparent with like your mentor support group like that means you're still clinging on to that addiction yes. you're still hanging on to it because mentally you're saying I'm giving my way in out by not being honest and transparent yeah. and you know I, I'm, you know, trying to leave that door open that I cracked once and, and not close it all the way. There
1: you go. And that's the danger. That's what's so dangerous about it because when you think about rotting in the middle, why the Bible talks about you cannot be in the middle yeah. because it's just no way, you know? So if you got that door, it's able to come in different forms, different faces, same behavior. And you're going to plummet. You're going to be emotional. You're going to go right back to it. And the thing is, I remember when Pastor James said, just deal with it before you get in it. Uh-huh. So that you're not crawling back at his feet. I'm too big to keep getting right <laughs> I'm too big for uh-huh. it. <laughs> I said, no, nah, listen. Either I want Jesus or I don't. And your podcast, All In or All Out, Gave me that perspective to look in the mirror and ask myself, which side am I going
0: to stand on? Thank you. That That's it. And that's, that's the way I've been my whole life. Like, I've never, I, I can't find that. And the Bible even talks about you either, you know, hot or cold. Yes. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Um, you know, straight out of Scripture. And, you know... It's, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just how I've been my whole life. And, I, you know, at, like I always talk about us writing on cups, but there's a saying we found that says, the grass is greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. It ain't on the other side. It's wherever you're going to take root, take the time to water it and, you know, nourish it and, and do what you're supposed to do. All these things we're talking about, getting a support group, having a mentor, yes. you know, somebody to walk with you. And, you know, it, it's... It's, it is what it is, and you know you can only you only go walk down the middle of the road so long before Ooh. you're gonna get hit by a car. There you go.
1: <laughs> there, yes, absolutely. Just so, too much traffic. It on that.
0: Way too much. <laughs> it don't matter what road it is. I promise you. You hang out in the middle of that road long enough, you're gonna get a hit. It ain't Frogger. Uh, absolutely. All right. So, this is my favorite part that I've stolen from somebody else. Hopefully, they don't catch it and sue me. Okay. Uh, but I love these rapid-fire questions. If you heard the Lane one, maybe you know what's coming. So, your favorite book? My
1: favorite book, A Time
0: to Kill. Time to Kill. Yes. What is that?
1: A Time to Kill is about, uh, well, I think it needs to be...
0: Um, we ain't talking about your ex, right? We ain't talking about
1: <laughs> it's about uh Atticus. He was a lawyer uh, and he ended up um defending um a guy it was back in the segregated time. oh okay and it's just oh is there a movie yeah it's a, oh um,
0: you know what and his daughter okay. was
1: fit yeah I
0: love it oh, oh cool I check that out I think I've heard that now she said that and it um, needs
1: to be because there's like so many lessons in that book yeah like back in the day if they could come together and get along this world needs to
0: wake up I know <laughs> that's another podcast <laughs> oh alright uh, favorite place to eat a favorite
1: place
0: to eat Whoa, Applebee's. Applebee's? Yes. You like Applebee's? I love their boneless wings. Uh, you got to Applebee's for the boneless wings. Yes. All these wing joints around here and you go an Applebee's.
1: I'm telling you. Oh, I gotta <laughs> back up. A time to kill is with Samuel L. Jackson, but uh, it's a kill to kill a mockingbird. bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't judge my brain, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just to Kill a Mockingbird. Kill a Mockingbird. But somebody go, She's a Now
0: that I've heard. I didn't know. <laughs> I've heard That's Kill a, a Mockingbird.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Lord. They still
1: say
0: that. <laughs> oh, girl, you're crazy. <laughs> All right, you're scrolling through the TV. Okay. All right, you're flipping through movie after movie, and a movie pops up that you've seen a hundred times, but you'll stop and watch it again. What is it? Equalizer. Equalizer. Yes. Speaking of, ain't Samuel Jackson in that? Denzel Washington. Dizzo. Oh, yeah. sorry, my bad. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yes. Equalizer. That is a good movie.
1: I love how he takes his training and what he was trained in, and yeah. use it to go against the bad guys to save those that felt like they didn't deserve to be protected. I love that movie. <laughs> but, All
0: right. Who gave you the best advice, and what was it?
1: Oh my dad. My dad was a boxer. Boxer VanderHoly Holyfield, and he told me, do not get in the ring unless you're ready for the fight. Mm. And when you get in it, you finish the fight.
0: Yeah, write that down. Okay. That's good right there. Don't get in the ring unless you're ready. For the fight. Ready for the fight. When you get in, finish. Finish. That's big, man. I think... Uh, I think for a lot of us, not necessarily just in that aspect, but in life, man, we, we get to going through battles, and yes. and uh, man, we get beat down sometimes when we feel like there's no hope, and we just give up, and we don't finish the fight. Yes. I think, um, man, I think there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of hope, a lot of, you know, wisdom and finishing the fight whether you win or lose yes, you, yes. you're going to walk away with something yes. that you can you know you look use next time yes and uh and i, and I think that's that's crucial and I, I think i'm guilty of that a lot of times uh especially marriage i mean you know we find ourselves fighting a lot and we don't finish the fight and it just lingers mm-hmm. and, and then you know we uh Down the road, we end up, you know, it was a bigger fight than what it should have been. You know, it shouldn't have been pay-per-view, but it ended up being that way. (laughs) Uh, What is
1: your advice to something like that? When you say, um, because a lot of people live in this fantasy world that when you walk with Jesus, things don't happen. Yeah, they do. Yes. Immediately. Like, there's been times I'm like, Jesus, if you don't send an extra angel down here. (laughs) And so, even in relationship, friend, dating, marriage, people just act as if it's supposed to run smooth. Yeah. To me, when it's easy, God is not in it.
0: Exactly, you're exactly right. If it's if it's too easy, so here's the way I look at it: if if you're not fighting in a marriage, and you know, it's like you're saying, if you're not talking, you're not stepping on any toes. Is that how you say yes. it? I always butcher Oh yeah. That. <laughs> um, but like you're you're not you're made two different people yeah you're not always going to agree in the same way so if you're not having you know these fights you're not growing and and for people say they've been in marriage 20 years and i mean i get if you say you never had a major fight but you can't tell me at some point in time you wasn't mad at each other and and you didn't you know um you know didn't go a day or two without talking you know that whole don't go to bed with the you know, mad yes. at each other. The sun, man. That, that man. might be the best advice, man. It's the hardest advice, it's man. So hard. So when you, you know, when you fight in a marriage, well, to me, what it, what it does, one, it, it opens, um, it opens your eyes to things you need to work on. Amen. Um, you know, things that you, you thought maybe were going well, yeah. or thought that you had locked down, but you need to revisit it. Yeah. You need to. To work on it. Yes. So to me, fights in marriage are opportunities of growth. Right. Amen. Uh, grow closer together. Grow closer to God. And you know, we—I've seen this thing where in, in a marriage you have this triangle, mm-hmm. and at the very tip of the triangle is God. Yes. The bottom left corner is husband. Bottom right corner is wife. Yes. So as the two are growing closer to God, as that triangle comes together, they're growing closer together. Amen. So, but that doesn't mean as you grow closer together, you're not going to have problems. Right. Because the closer you get to God, and I think you've said this, the closer you get to God, the harder Satan's going to work. Yes. The devil comes in, the spiritual warfare starts, and like, you know, and I experienced that the last time I relapsed. I had, you know, I I even made the comment to a pastor friend of mine that, you know, I'm I'm walking so close to God that I felt when I make a decision, like it's him making it, not me. Yeah. And then you know this one thing happens, and it just rocked my world, mm-hmm. and, and the battle began. Right? Yes. And so, um, so to say that, like, finish the fight, and mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> and it 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 sucks. Like, yeah. it, it nobody wants to have those conversations. Yes. Uh, it's hard to have those conversations. And if you can't do it verbally, write it down. I'd right. am you know, i be lying if I didn't say that me and my wife hadn't sent each other emails how we feel yes. so that we can get it across yes. without you know, one or the other getting mad or interrupting or just so we know how each other feels. Like and then that. we can go from there. And I'm not saying that's the best advice. And I, <laughs> I'm not saying it, it works every time, but at least you need to know how they're feeling. And me as a guy... I know that I don't like to share my feelings, mm-hmm. so uh, I have a bad habit of keeping it bottled up for days at end, um, and, and then it takes one thing and it just, it's like you pop, shook up a, a Coke bottle and open it, and then here it all comes. <laughs> I, mean, I get diarrhea in the mouth, and it all and I'm talking about, we could be arguing about what's for dinner, and all of a sudden I'm talking about <laughs> what happened three months ago. <laughs> sure,
1: that's for, just for me oh uh, Jesus, because that's uh, me, uh, and I will just go, yeah, and just uh, explode, <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus,
0: help me! Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I like how you turned this on me. I don't know how I must be interviewing you. And you but, know, well, spun I mean, because me, so. you're full of wisdom oh, and knowledge. Well, I'm I understand. appreciate that. I, I love be, it. Oh.
1: You always inspire me in such a great right. way. But it made me want to ask that question when we were talking about finishing the fight because yeah. a lot of people do not think that um they can begin their hyped for it i'm ready for it here uh, come the event i got this i've trained for it they get in they get a couple of blows and it's ready to time to tap out no. no
0: that's what uh mike tyson said i've heard this said um uh ed Mallette was talking about on his show yesterday he said mike tyson made a comment that you know they said um they asked him something about the fight and it might have been with holyfield but he he said, well, everybody has a game plan until they get hit in the mouth. (laughs) So, and and that's true. I mean, we go into it with a game plan. We get in the ring ready to fight and then we get hit in the mouth and it's like, oh (laughs) crap, what do I do now? (laughs) So, and and that's when I think um, our relationship with God kicks in. Um, When we do take those punches, you know, what are we going to turn to? How are we going to handle that? You know, um, do we use the ice pack of God, or are we going to let mm. Satan, you know, nurture that wound for us? So Hence,
1: why I wore my shirt.
0: <laughs> every champion was once a contender, and they yes. refused to give up. I yes. like it. So yeah. So <laughs> finish the fight, man. And it's our communication for relationships. I know we talked about that, and I haven't figured this out. And I'm not. I may sound like I have wisdom, but I promise you, I'm not perfect. Uh, ask my wife. She'll be the first to tell. You. But I, I try sometimes, sometimes I try too hard, sometimes I don't try hard enough. But communication and one thing that I that that really I've heard before and I've talked about is self-awareness. Yeah. You've got to have enough self-awareness to know, you know, what triggers you, what, you know, what is your in, like, you know, how much can you take and, and you've got to be able to use that to your advantage and not let it sneak up on you. You, you got to be able to know, you know what's going on in your life, and you know, just the self awareness is key in in recovery in your addiction. Yes. I mean, you you just got to know because you just. I mean, I, I put a lot of guardrails up, I got a lot of, you know, things up in my life to keep me on track. Mm-hmm. And so, I and mean, I have to be self aware of in order to put those I have to be honest we talk about honest and transparency. So I gotta right. be honest with myself right. transparent enough and self-aware enough to know what that is and set myself up like when yes. when me and Desi we had the conversation uh when we met we uh talked about um I told her everything like what I could and couldn't be around mm-hmm. like I, I put out what kind of the fillers of where you know for my recovery sake what I couldn't could not do right? and we had those conversations before we said okay let's move forward or if not we could be friends and you know and and move on and it may not be right but I've got to be willing to have that conversation and to know those things so that I don't set myself up because in one of my past marriages I did I married somebody that was drinking thought, and I was clean thought it'd work but you know I'm not saying it was their fault I assure you I'm the one that that dove into it, and, and that was that we talked about. I left the door open. I'm right. like, well, you never know. So, but.
1: And I'm glad that you pointed that out um, about just being able to let her know because um, going through the trauma was not actually um, losing my dad, and the divorce didn't cause the triggers for me. It was my abusive relationship that I was in. And I didn't know that that was as such. I thought PTSD was for soldiers. That's the only time I heard about it. So when I went to counseling, which people shouldn't be ashamed to do, sit on the couch, lay on the floor. I don't care. Curl up. (laughs) Talk to somebody. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, my goodness. I was able to identify what she was saying by triggers. So now, instead of me allowing just anyone to come to my doorpost, who are you? You know, I start asking questions, and then I start telling them, now I got them out, where I just tell them too much. And some of them are red. <laughs> They're like, Jesus, this is not for me. And then some of them just, no. And then you got some that are toxic as well, and they kind of feel like, you know what? The, the woman's stronger, maybe I can pull from her. But then I'm not here to be a rehabilitation center. Yeah. And that's why I keep telling them, you ain't paying me. You waiting for the drain from me. Uh. So, I love how you said, talk about that and don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Because if they walk off or don't want to deal with it, then you were able to protect your peace.
0: Yes. And so. And and not only that, you know, to take it a little bit further. So, when you have those conversations, because anytime you're dating, you're always trying to impress the other one. Mm -hmm. You want to impress them, but what you don't want to get into is where... You know, you get a year down the road in this relationship, maybe you're talking marriage or you're already married or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You don't want any surprises to come up and be like, because I don't know how many times I heard, well, that's not the same man I married Mm -hmm. or that's not the same woman I married. You know what I mean? So it's it's crucial to have those honest and transparent conversations up front Mm -hmm. so that a year down the road, you're not revisiting this, well, what did I get myself into? You know, up front and, you know... And if you tell them too much and they can't handle it, then, well, I guess they wasn't meant to be. <laughs> they gonna look good like me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> True words spoken of misread. <laughs> uh Anything you want to leave them with?
1: Yes. Honesty. Uh, please have it. Uh, we are in a time now where um, being fake, the mask don't fit anymore. So um, you're going to be exposed. So just be yourself. And... Um, Find you someone, and just ask God. He will, like I said, start paying attention to who he placed in your life. Find someone that you can walk with. And walking with that person doesn't mean every day is flowers. You need rain to cause the flowers to grow. Mm,
0: That's good. I like it. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Red.
1: Woo! Thank you. All right.
0: So... Thanks for joining this week, everyone, Um, and remember, when it comes to relationships, you're either all in or you're all out.